Matriz. What to a translation? <clears throat> Viprat, then a Brahmana. Dvishat Guna Yutad. Qualified with 12 Brahminical qualities. Aravinda Nabha, Lord Vishnu, who has a lotus growing from his navel. Padaravinda to the lotus feet of the Lord, Vimukhat, not interested in devotional service, Shwapacham, one born in a low family, or a dog-eater, Varishtam, more glorious, Manya, I consider, Tat Arpita, Surrendered unto the lotus feet of the Lord. Manaha, his mind. Vachana, words. Ihita, every endeavor. Artha, wealth. Pranam, and life. Punati, purifies. Sa, he, the devotee. Kulam, his family, na, not, tu, but, burimanaha, one who falsely thinks himself to be in a prestigious position. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, S.E. Bhaktivedanta, Swami Sharabhupada. Translation, if a Brahmana has all twelve of the Brahminical qualifications as they are stated in the book called Sanat Sujata, but is not a devotee and is averse to the lotus feet of the Lord, he is certainly lower than a devotee who is a dog-eater but who has dedicated everything, mind, words, activities, wealth and life to the Supreme Lord. Such a devotee is better than such a brahmana because the devotee can purify his whole family 
whereas the so-called brahmana in a position of false prestige cannot purify even himself. Purport. Here is a statement by Prahlad Maharaj, one of the twelve authorities regarding the distinction between a devotee and a brahmana expert in karmakanda or Vedic ritualistic ceremonies. There are four varnas and four ashramas which divide human society. But the central principle is to become a first-class pure devotee. It is said in the Hari Bhakti Sudhadaya, Bhagavad Bhakti Hinasya Jati Shastram Japas Tapa. Apranasyaiva Dehasya Mandanam Loka Ranjanam. If one is born in a high family, like that of a Brahmana, Kshatriya or Vaishya, but is not a devotee of the Lord, all his good qualifications as a Brahmana, Kshatriya or Vaishya are null and void. Indeed, they are considered decorations of a dead body. In this verse, Prahlad Maharaj speaks of the Vipras, the learned Brahmanas. The learned Brahmana is considered best among the divisions of Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya and Shudra. But a devotee born in the low Chandala family is better than such Brahmanas, not to speak of the Kshatriyas, Vaishyas and others. A devotee is better than anyone, for he is in the transcendental position on the Brahman platform. So just to re recap or just to revise, Prabhupada is um, in the purport is, is clarifying what is the central point. So here Prahlad Maharaj is explaining about how even a, even a Vaishnava or a devotee who can be born in a low, who, who may be born in a low class family, is still considered to be or can be considered to be better than a Brahmana who is expert in all the Vedic rituals. And so Prabhupada starts the purport by saying that what is the central focus? So the central focus is engagement in devotion service. Otherwise, all the many qualifications of a brahmana are just the decorations of a dead body. And then Prabhupada continues to explain the purport, another very interesting point. Is that um, in this verse Prahlatma speaks of vipras or learned brahmanas. The brahmana, learned brahmana is considered best among the divisions of all the brahmana, kshatriya, vaishya, shudra. Basis, a devotee born even in a low family, a Chandala family, is better than the highest Brahmana. So Prabhupada is making a very strong point here. A devotee is better than anyone for he is in a transcendental position on the Brahman platform. Mam chayo vyabhicharena bhakti yogena sevate sagunan samati tyetan brahma bhuyaya kalpate. One who engages in full devotional service who does not fall down in any circumstance, at once transcends the modes of material nature and thus comes to the level of Brahman. Bhagavad Gita, chapter 14, verse 26. The twelve qualities of the first-class Brahmana, as stated in the book called Sanat Sujata, are as follows. Jnanamcha satyamcha damasrutamcha hi amatsaryam suya Yagyascha dhanamcha dhriti samascha mahavrata dvadasha brahmanasya. 
And Prabhupada makes some, something very, a very interesting point about the Westerners becoming the Brahmanas. He explains, the European and American devotees in the Krishna consciousness movement are sometimes accepted as Brahmanas, but the so-called caste Brahmanas are very much envious of them. In answer to such envy, Prahlad Maharaj says that one who has been born in a Brahmana family but is falsely proud of his prestigious position cannot even purify himself, not to speak of his family. Whereas if a Chandala, a low-born person, is a devotee and has fully surrendered unto the lotus feet of the Lord, he can purify his entire family. We have had an actual experience of how Americans and Europeans, because of their full Krishna consciousness, have purified their whole families. So much so that a mother of a devotee, at the time of her death, inquired about Krishna with her last breath. Therefore, it is theoretically true and has been practically proven that a devotee can give the best service to his family, his community, his society and his nation. The foolish accuse a devotee of following the principle of escapism, but actually the fact is that a devotee is the right person to elevate his family. A devotee engages everything in the service of the Lord and therefore he is always exalted. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnana Anjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namah Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadada Shivasadi Gaur Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. <clears throat> so we are continuing to read the, the presentation of Prahlad Maharaj to try and pacify Narsimadev. And he uh, is the verse where is glorifying the position of Vaishnavas or the devotees in comparison to the ritualistic Brahmanas or the caste Brahmanas. <clears throat> so there are four kinds of Varnas and Ashrams, right? As Krishna explains, Chaturvarnya, Maya system. And that the four, out of these four Varnas, uh, the Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya and Shudra, Prabhupada explains that the highest is the Brahman of the first class order. That's considered to be the highest. But then Prabhupada very quickly in the purport, in the first paragraph, he comes to the point. Is the, but what is the central point? So even though one may be a first class Brahmana with all the qualification, what is the central point? The central point is that one should become a devotee and one should be serving Krishna. One should be favorable to devotional service. If one is not favorable to devotional service, then what is the point of knowing so much? So, <clears throat> there is a verse which says, Janmana Jayate Shudra Samskara Bhavet Dvija Veda Pathet Bhavet Vipra Brahma Brahma Janati Iti Brahmana. So, he says, Janmana Jayate Shudra. He said, Everyone who is born is born Shudra. Because when I'm born, 
we don't really know anything. So we are ignorant. But then through the samskaras, by following through proper samskaras, one actually becomes dvicha. And then, after following the initial samskaras, now you have the time where you study the scriptures. So by studying the scriptures, one becomes vipra. And then, final conclusion or final point one has to come to is Brahman Janati, that one has to learn or understand the Brahman. And only when one understands the Brahman, then Brahman Janati Iti Brahmana. That's when one becomes a Brahmana. So the, that's, it's a very advanced position to be a Brahmana. And uh, unless one understands this, this higher principle of Brahman, technically one cannot be called a Brahmana. So nowadays, or not nowadays, but what the, the, the whole Varnashram system became corrupt in Kali Yuga, <clears throat> and especially more and more as the Kali Yuga progressed, is where instead of following the samskaras and the whole training and the studies, the brahmanas became so just by the birth in the brahmana family. <clears throat> and so therefore, just by being born in a brahmana family, one started identifying himself as a brahmana, and um, we used to have, in Crossways, we used to have one of such Brahmana. He used to come and help out. And, um, and uh, you know, he would, he would do any, any service, any activity in Crossways. He didn't have much money. He would help out. He would get free meal. He would take a takeaway. And so sometimes we would ask, we would talk to him and we would ask him, what do you do? You know? And so he say, yeah, I'll show you what I do. And he has this video of him full saffron dhoti and kurta and big tilak, turban, chadar, like, you know, like a proper brahmana doing yagyas and pujas and artis and say, yeah, I said, I, am, I can do this and I can do that and I can do that and I come from a brahmana family and I know all these sloka and that sloka and that sloka and he, he can chant slokas, you know, in series, one after another, non-stop he can chant. But if you ask them what is the conclusion, or who is God, he doesn't know. <laughs> he can chant many shlokas, he can quote whole Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, he can quote many things. But if you ask him <coughs> to chant Hare Krishna, he will not. <laughs> he missed the central point. He knew so many things of the scriptures, but he doesn't understand the central point. And uh, quite opposite to that, many of the devotees in Krishna Consciousness movement may not know so much of the scriptures, but you ask them what is the main point, what is the central point, and even child, you know Prabhupada one time, um, he was speaking to a Hindu professor, and Prabhupada asked him, so what does it mean, what, does, what, what, what is the goal, what is the goal of life? And this professor said, oh Swamiji, that's debatable. You know, different professors say different things. And so Prabhupada says, no, no, no. Tell me what is the conclusion? What is the final? What is the central point? And there's him and there's quite a few other philosophers and theologians and quite a few other people, very established, highly advanced people, materially speaking, qualified people. Prabhupada asked them, okay, tell me, what is the goal? And no one could can tell uh, a conclusion or a central point. And then Prabhupada, Prabhupada said, Prabhupada called one small kid. Saraswati? Yeah. 
He said, okay, Saraswati, what is the goal of life? Saraswati, to connect with Krishna or to attain love of God, right? <clears throat> and so Prabhupada started laughing and said, look, in our movement, even a child knows what is the goal. <laughs> So, they don't know all the shlokas, they don't know all this, they don't, they might not seem to have all this qualification, but they actually know the goal. Now, what happens if a person has, so, you know, if, it, when we read this verse, it might appear quite strong when, when someone, if someone, if Bhagavatam says that, in this verse where it says, That a Brahmana who has all the twelve qualifications. What are the twelve qualifications? It's mentioned here. Prabhupada doesn't even bother translating the full thing. Probably doesn't consider it very important. But he says the jnanam, satyam, dhamma, shrutam, amatsarya, hristitiksha, titikshana, suya. So many different qualifications are there. And he says the Brahmana who has all this qualification, but is not devotee, he is lower then a devotee who may be even a dog eater. Even such a devotee is considered more advanced than a brahmana who has all the qualifications. <clears throat> so it might look very strong. So how, can, how can that be? How can that be? Someone who is very cultured, someone who is very qualified, someone who is very educated. How can that be not as advanced or qualified? Bhagavatam says something very interesting. <clears throat> In the 10th canto, 2nd chapter, verse 32, this is what Brahma is speaking. Ye anyar vindaksha vimuktamaninas tvayasta bhavat avishuddha buddhaya aruhya krishrena parampadam tata patantya donadrita yushmadangraya. So, this is Brahma's response to those people who don't worship the Lord. And Brahma is explaining to the demigods, he says, Although the non-devotees who accept severe austerities and penances to achieve the highest position may think, may think himself, themselves liberated, but their intelligence is impure. So those people who consider themselves very qualified and very advanced and almost that oh, we are actually liberated already because of our qualification, Brahma is saying that their intelligence is impure and therefore, they fall down from their position of imagined superiority because they have no regard for the lotus feet of the Lord. Just because they failed to understand what is the central point, so therefore they miss their so-called, they, they lose their so-called superiority and then they eventually would fall down. <clears throat> so, Therefore, we can see uh, that many of these people who, are, who may be very qualified, materially speaking, sometimes when, when challenges come in life, then they act in a very uh, not-so-spiritual way. <clears throat> and so Prabhupada said, uh, Prabhupada actually... Uh, I think Prabhupada made a comment to one of the Brahmana who was sort of showing off his Brahminical position and he was showing off his thread and Prabhupada said, what is the use of such a thread, you know? What is the value of this thread? It's two paisa. 
two paisa is like two cents. Two cents. You can so why two cents? Because anyone can go and buy in the shop. Two cents, Brahman thread. You can wear it, and now you are a Brahmana. She said, "No, that's not how you become a Brahmana." Correct? <clears throat> we know the pastime from Srimad Bhagavatam of the Yagic Brahmanas. The Brahmanas who were so expert in following all the rituals and they were doing everything perfect. But then when Krishna and Balaram were hungry and they sent their friends, all the Gopas, he said, you go and you ask, there are these Brahmanas who are engaged in Vedic rituals for elevation of their consciousness, elevation in their life. You go and you tell them that Krishna and Balaram has come and that they should give some food. And the Gopas go to them and Gopas, first of all, you know, the go we might think that the Gopas are just the ordinary cowherd men. They might not know all the details of the Vedic rituals, what the Brahmanas are doing, and they must just go directly and just like in a very simple way ask for some food. No. <clears throat> Gopas go to the Brahmanas and in a very cultured fashion, in a very, very well-mannered way, they actually glorify the Brahmanas first. They say, oh Brahmanas, you are doing such a great work. After glorifying, they tell them <clears throat> that Krishna and Balaram has come here and that they are hungry and they are requesting some food. So can you please give some food for them? But the Brahmanas were so arrogant that they, they didn't even bother saying no. Because they were just very, very focused in their Brahminical activities. So looking at that, the Gopas were a little bit disappointed, but then they still thought to try once again. And they said, well, actually, the yagyas that you are performing, we know this yagya. And you are currently in a position, you are at a step right now, where you can take a pause, you can take the food out and continue where you paused, and, and nothing would have gone wrong. You'll be fine, you know, so you can just continue that, you know. But please give some food because Krishna Balaram is here. And it's amazing to know that the Gopas knew that. <laughs> he knew the whole ritual, what's happening and, and if, they can, if they can stop or not. <clears throat> but Brahmanas didn't bother to stop and they did not give the food. And seeing that, the Gopas were very disappointed. And they went back to Krishna and Balaram and Krishna and Balaram were smiling. They knew what's going to happen. And they sent them again. They said, now go to their wives and ask them. And these wives of the Brahmanas, more simple ladies, but when they heard the Krishna Balarama waiting, they ran. They ran, gave up everything, they ran. <clears throat> and, and at that point, there was this risk or fear that if they leave now, that the yajna would be interrupted because, of course, for hus the wife has to be present by the side of the husband for the yajna to continue. And if they take such a step of leaving the house right now, they would be rejected in the family and on the society. And so it's a, it's a, it's a great, can be a great problem for them. They say, we don't care. We just leave right now and we will serve Krishna and Balram. 
until they're satisfied. So in the beginning, the brahmanas were very upset, but the later by Krishna's blessings, Balaram's blessings, actually they understood that what the wives did was the right thing. <clears throat> However, they still couldn't go and apologize to Krishna and Balaram. Why? Because they were scared of Kamsa. <laughs> they said, if we go now, he said, what if Kamsa gets upset? So they still didn't go. <laughs> so it's amazing to see how those brahmanas who were very, very qualified, very advanced uh, from, the, from the material point of view, but they couldn't really appreciate the glories of Krishna Balaram or devotional service. <clears throat> there is also one time the devotees where, uh, you know, they were, this is in the early times of ISKCON, where a lot of these Western devotees were visiting Vrindavan. And they were going around different temples in Vrindavan. And they went to this one particular temple, Goswami temple. And they were offering their respects to the deities with a lot of sincerity. And the Brahmana from the altar, he saw them. So he came out to just have a word. And he told them that yes, he says, what you're doing is very good. You're following all the process. You're doing all the mantra. You're doing all the... You're, you're very sincerely following your guru. So keep doing all of this because if you continue doing all of this by the end of your life, you will become one of the pujaris in one of these temples. <laughs> so in other words, that... Yeah, so anyway, you understand. So... When, when they heard this, they went to Prabhupada and they asked for, asked to Prabhupada, Prabhupada, this, is, this Pujari told us that if we continue following everything, then we will become qualified to then become a Pujari of one of these temples. He said, is that true? Prabhupada told them what? He says, do you go, to, you go now and you tell that Pujari that he must make sure that he follows all the processes properly and then does his worship to the deities nicely and follows all the rituals properly so that at the end of his life he can take birth as one of the kids in Hare Krishna movement. <laughs> so <clears throat> that is a real position. So we see that so so it was a it was a it was a a big conflict in the times um, even 100 or 150 years ago. So not very long ago, there was a big conflict between the, the, the caste brahmanas and the devotees who were preaching and giving initiations to those who were born in low-class families. So actually Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur himself, he was born in uh, a Kayasta family. So that's, it's not considered to be a very, um, from, the, from the lineage point of view. It might, it might not be considered very, very high birth, it's like a little inferior. And so therefore the Orthodox Brahmanas, the caste Brahmanas, they were not very much supportive of him and what he did. What to speak of him giving initiations and Brahman initiations to others. So there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of conflict, but there's at one particular point 
this this kind of brewing confrontation kind of um, came to the the shore when there was uh, there was um, an assembly uh, or a debate. There's a debate between the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas, where they had to discuss that who is who is superior. And so there were there were two there were two questions in the debate that they had to discuss. And the two issues were the whether those born as non-Brahmanas but initiated into Vaishnavism were eligible to worship Shalagram Shila. And second was uh, could they give initiation of sacred mantras in the Vaishnava tradition? <clears throat> two questions. <clears throat> If they're not born in Brahmana family, can they still worship the Shaligram Shila? Can they still worship the deities? And secondly, can they give initiation? So, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, <clears throat> in his one of the very popular presentation titled Brahmana or Vaishnava, means Brahmana and Vaishnava, which later came out as a book as well. <clears throat> and he gave this most amazing presentation where first he glorified the position of brahmanas and he established from the scriptures how the position of a brahmana is the highest in society and then he he explained how the vaishnavas are even superior to that <clears throat> so when he was glorifying the brahmanical position all the caste brahmanas became very happy that yes finally we are getting recognized even by this vaishnava people and they are recognizing that we are superior and that how great we are but after that, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur took a, a turn and he started explaining how the Vaishnavas are considered to be superior <clears throat> than Brahmanas. And that one who is a Vaishnava is automatically a Brahmana. <clears throat> and in this most amazing presentation, he completely smashed the, the orthodox Brahminical thought process and... Uh, and uh, established Vaishnavism as superior. <clears throat> At that point, the Kash Brahmanas became so upset because obviously they were defeated and so they got so upset that they were ready to kill Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur. And so there were, yeah, there were multiple times when they tried to kill him. But of course, somehow by Krishna's protection, he was, he was safe. <clears throat> so, how is it possible? So there are many, many references in the scriptures that establish how Vaishnavas are superior to Brahmanas. And we will not go through all the references, but this one of these very famous verse which Prabhupada often quoted is from the second canto, fourth chapter, 18th verse, which talks about, which says, Kirata Hira Hunandra Pulinda Pulkasha Abhira Sumba Yavana Kasadaya Ye anyecha papa yet apashrayashraya shudyanti tasmai prabhavishnave namaha. Says Kirata Huna Andra Pulinda Pulkasha Abhira Sumba Yavana. Members of the Kasha races and even other addicted sinful acts can be purified by taking shelter of the devotees of the Lord due to his being the supreme power. I beg to offer my respectful obeisances unto him. So even though a person may be born in a low-class family, 
the the Lord is is powerful enough to purify such a person <coughs> and elevate that person to the highest order. <coughs> so there is very nice uh, reference in Garuda Purana, which mentions that out of many thousands of brahmanas, one may become qualified to perform yajna. So out of many of those thousands of such qualified brahmanas who can perform yajna. One may be fully aware of the Vedanta philosophy and out of many millions of learned Vedanta scholars, there may be a Vishnu, one Vishnu Bhakta or devotee of Vishnu and it is he who is most exalted. So, very clearly Garur Purana is explaining how the position of Vaishnava or a devotee is far superior to the most qualified Brahmana. <clears throat> so, Prabhupada then explains about the Westerners becoming the devotees, becoming the Brahmanas. And uh, does anyone, would anyone like to share um, any, of the, any of the references or any of the arguments that Prabhupada gives against these caste Brahmanas when they challenge the Westerners becoming the devotees of Brahmanas? Anyone has any any thoughts from Bhagavad Gita? Any verse that explains? Yes. Base. Yeah, Chaturvanyam. So there's a fork. The people are Brahmana, Vaishya, Shudra, Kshatriya, based on the guna and the karma. Yes, that's a, that's a very important point. And so therefore, <clears throat> even though one may not be born in a Brahmana family, one can become a Brahmana by training, by proper training and qualification. Yes, Saipu. Correct. Yes, even though a person may be born in a family where both parents are doctors, does that make the child a doctor immediately, straight away? No. He still has to go through the studies, still has to go through all the university training, pass all the exams, and only then he can be a qualified doctor. Not until then. <clears throat> so Prabhupada was saying that, yes, we are training up all these, all these people who are not born in the Vedic cultured Brahmana family, but by the training, they are actually becoming a Brahmana. So, okay, so then, so from based on this question, who is, uh, who is superior, a Brahmana or a Vaishnava? A Vaishnava, yeah. Now, if, if there are two Vaishnavas, let's, let's consider this situation. And, and, and let's see what you think. If there are two Vaishnavas, one Vaishnava is a born in a Brahmana family and one Vaishnava is, is not born in a Brahmana family, but maybe some of the other families, non-Brahmana families, could be any family. Who is superior then? Yeah. Okay. Anyone else think otherwise? 
A Vaishnava is born in a Brahmana family, a very cultured Brahmana family, somewhere in South India. And then there is a, a Brahmana, a Vaishnava, uh, sorry, a Vaishnava, who is born in some Western countries, who did not know about Krishna until much later. Are they both equal? Is one superior? Or no? E huh? Equal? Okay. Equal? Yeah. Yeah, true. They're both equal. They're both completely equal. Because <clears throat> it's just like wherever you did your school or wherever you did your university, but once you're qualified doctor, then you're a doctor. Yes? So you can't say that that just because you're born in that family or that family. No, the person has gone through the proper training and education, and if a person has qualified himself to become a devotee, then their same uh, or, or, or their position is exactly equal to any other Brahmana. And so it's interesting because when Prabhupada started preaching in the West, he did not introduce the Brahminical culture first. He introduced devotional service. So he introduced Krishna consciousness first by encouraging everyone to chant Hare Krishna. He was not keen to qualify them first <clears throat> by, by becoming clean, by giving up the bad habits. No. Prabhupada said the first thing is to just chant Hare Krishna. Don't worry about any other rules and regulations. Just chant Hare Krishna. And by chanting Hare Krishna, they eventually became qualified to follow all the regulative principles, to follow all the processes of cleanliness, <clears throat> and, um, and they actually became a fully qualified brahmanas. Now, a lot of time, even among the devotees, there may be a, a misunderstanding or a confusion that uh, I remember one time hearing one of the classes and that devotee was mentioning how even now, if there is a, when there is like a ritual where there is a yagya, sometimes some family who, come, who may come from this, this very ritualistic orthodox background, sometimes they still would prefer a brahmana who, brahmana who is going to be doing yagya for them. They would prefer that, oh, better than this such and such devotee who comes from such and such background, let's just have a brahmana who can do like a proper yagya and proper mantras you know, who comes from a proper Brahmana family. And um, because such and such person, they don't know much mantras, they haven't had the training from their past Krishna conscious life. And so they're naturally more inclined towards the orthodox, can be the orthodox Brahmana culture. And so it's very interesting to see that mindset still carrying on. And we, we're not fully able to understand how when a person becomes devotee, is that they're qualified brahmanas. And so therefore that natural inclination can go towards, oh, let's go for the brahmanas. I know my parents, they were trying to follow one particular ritual. And, uh, and part of that ritual is that you have to feed the brahmanas by the end of it. And so she was thinking of getting some, you know, some professional brahmanas. They can come and she can feed them. And I suggested them that, no, you can feed the devotees. Ask the devotees to come from temple. 
they will do some kirtan and you feed them and there was a bit of a hesitation but like is that okay <laughs> like the Vaishnavas the devotee is all good but are they like are they like proper brahmanas <laughs> so there is this confusion there is this lack of understanding that Vaishnavas means that they are brahmanas the Vaishnavas are the brahmanas of the highest order <clears throat> um, Sometimes people also mention that, and it's a very interesting um, objection, is that sometimes people say that, oh, the spiritual master, they should be from India. They're from that Indian background, that culture, you know. The Western gurus, you know. So there's, there's, there's this doubt sometimes some people have. But actually, we can understand from the very classic example of Sutta Goswami, who was not born in... Um, in a very orthodox Brahmana family. But because he accepted the shelter and the training of Sukadeva Goswami, is that he became the, the Brahmana and the Vaishnava of the highest order because of accepting the shelter of a bona fide guru and following through the training and process. He actually became qualified and he followed through all the samskaras and he became qualified to speak the Bhagavatam. And therefore, the assembly of all the sages, and the many of them were speculators, many of them were dry philosophers. But when they address Sutta Goswami, they called him Anaga. Anaga means sinless. You know, you're completely sinless. And um, uh, there's one more term that they use. I, it just skips my mind right now. But... And these two terms which they refer to um, for, for Sutta Goswami and they say that because of these you are fully qualified to speak Bhagavatam and you are fully qualified to be a guru. <clears throat> so that goes to explain and there are many, many such examples of, of personalities in our parampara who may or may not be born in, um, in that orthodox, strict, strong, cultured family. Um, but they still represent the parampara because of their having accepted the shelter and the training from a guru, from a bona fide guru. And therefore, they are qualified. So therefore, the very, um, the, 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 one of the very popular words that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu quotes is, Ye Krishna Tattva Veta Se Guru Haya. So one who knows the Krishna Tattva, he's a qualified guru, and he's a Vaishnava. And we can, and, and the final point where Prabhupada is explaining in the, in the purport, where he's explaining how all these Europeans and American devotees, because of having become devotees, they are actually purifying their families. And uh, we have seen both the American Europeans and there are many people who come from India but have absolutely no Vedic culture in their family. Um, they're purifying the family members. And we can see how many of us, for many of us we can relate to this, is that when we came to Krishna consciousness and we started chanting Hare Krishna, some of our family members also eventually became fav favorable and they started becoming inquisitive and they eventually started chanting, they became initiated, 
they started doing the deity worship. And so we can see how a devotee is delivering the family members just by his or her own practice. The family members are becoming attracted and they're inquisitive. What is going on here? That you're following something, I don't know what, but it's transforming you, it's purifying you, and I can see there is a lot of change in you, and I want that. I want the same thing. And, uh, and, and they become inquisitive and they become purified through that. And we can see that right in the beginning of our spiritual life, you know, when we, when we have literally just started chanting Hare Krishna, in a few months or a couple of years' time, and we, our family members and our environment starts to somewhat transform. So in one sense, it's no wonder that when a person becomes a pure devotee, is not only influencing or making an impact on his immediate family members, but all those 14 or 21 generations, and he's actually delivering all of them because of the purity of his practice um, and, and intention. <clears throat> so, as Narsimadev explains to Prahlad Maharaj how because of him having become the pure devotee, is that many generations, many of these past generations and many of the future generations are all delivered and they're all going back to God at this confirmed. And, and if you think about it, that's the perfect preaching. You know, even if you say, oh, I'm not a great preacher, or I'm not a great, uh, I cannot give great talks or good kirtans. Well, just the fact that if you become a pure devotee, you're you delivering at least... 40, 50 people, <laughs> you're taking them back to God. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty good, you know. Um, at least that, and, and, and very likely more than that. So, but as devotees, we are, of course, we are not stopping there. We are not just stopping to our own family members. Prabhupada is saying we are just not just delivering the family, we are also delivering the community and the whole nation by our own... Krishna consciousness, and um, and interesting how the the difference between the brahmanas and the Vaishnavas. The brahmanas are very because of the superior. At least we are talking about the, the 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 times now where they like to keep their own authority and position by keeping the knowledge to themselves, and. Uh, and not really sharing it with others, because what if I share it with others, then I lose my position and title, because now everyone knows about the knowledge, everyone knows about the Vedas, then I will lose my superior position. And so therefore, Prabhupada is saying, because of that, they cannot even deliver themselves, because of their miserly mentality. But the Vaishnavas are not like that. The Vaishnavas are giving. Vaishnavas are always trying to share this knowledge with others. <clears throat> and Vaishnavas are trying to constantly deliver as many people as possible. That was the mood of Prabhupada, and that has been the mood of all the previous Acharyas, is that they are constantly sharing this knowledge to try to deliver the people of all kinds. We are not discriminating in our preaching endeavor and our outreach that, oh, we are only going to present Krishna consciousness to a certain class of people, but we are we're sharing it to everyone. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he opens the door of love of God and he's flooding the whole world. He's not limiting his mercy to only certain people. So similarly, the Vaishnavas share the same mood 
in trying to share this knowledge and, and, and this love of God to as many people as possible. And um, one of the ways that we are trying to do it right now is through sharing the Bhagavatam, the knowledge of the Bhagavatam and the books Bhagavatam. <clears throat> and we are bringing this to as many people as we can. And in that way we are trying to qualify many Brahmanas because many, we are trying to qualify many people into becoming Brahmanas. So we have, we have seen how people who have Bhagavatams in their home, their life starts to transform. And their lifestyles, their habits, their entire family starts to transform because Bhagavatam is a, is a, is a big set, you know. It's, it's not just one book that you can hide somewhere. Bhagavatam you cannot hide anywhere. You know, it's 18 books and that's why people get scared when they see the full box that do I have to take the whole thing, you know? Um, just one, one or two weeks ago, it's one of the, one of the person, they paid $300, but then they saw the whole set and said, no, 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 just keep the money. I don't want the set <laughs> because it's so big, you know? It's so big, I, I'll not be able to hide it anywhere. It will not even fit under my bed. So where will I put it? And the devotee said to push them, no, 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 please take it. You know, you take it and, and you have it and it will make a big impact in your life. And after a lot of going back and forth, then finally person very hesitantly, he took it. He said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, I'll see what happens. And they took it. But <clears throat> when you take them in your home, they take up a considerable amount of space. And they somewhat nag you. That now the books are sitting there, that now you have to pick up and read them. So, if it doesn't nag the adults, it definitely does to the children. And the children become inclined to pick them up at some point and at least look at the pictures. And uh, there are many examples of, um, of, peop of the children picking up the books, becoming Krishna conscious, and then inspiring the parents to become the devotees just by having the Bhagavatams at home. So sometimes people think, oh, you know, maybe they have not got the Bhagavad Gita yet, maybe they have not read the Bhagavad, Bhagavad Gita yet. Should we give the Bhagavatam? Is there, are they really ready for it? But everyone is ready for Bhagavatam. And everyone can have a set of Bhagavatam at their home. There's nothing to lose. <clears throat> and so therefore, part of the Badra campaign um, is what we're trying to do, is we're trying to share this Bhagavatams to as many people as possible. The caste Brahmanas would hate us for that, <laughs> for sharing this, this, this knowledge with everyone because where is the clean house where the Bhagavatam can go? You know, where is the whole ritual in bringing the Bhagavatam home? Um, <clears throat> how can that person read the Bhagavatam when he is not clean? Or, uh, or if, he, if he doesn't have the proper qualification of the of, of reading the Bhagavatam. How can they receive the Bhagavatam? But the devotees are very merciful to everyone and we want to share this knowledge because it's by, f by reading the Bhagavatam, by reading the Bhagavad Gita, by uh, chanting Hare Krishna that we actually become Brahmanas. Not that by becoming the Brahmanas then we do all this, then it will take forever. We don't have so much time. So, therefore we are always keen to share this knowledge with as many people possible 
and um, and in that way they become purified and we become purified so with this we will finish here we stop here and thank you very much for your kind attention if there is any questions or comments or corrections yes Hare Krishna Prabhuji, I am thank you for the wonderful class. Prabhuji, we see how Prabhupada mentions in the purport that a devotee is the topmost, he is above all the castes and all the varnas. And we hear in lectures how a devotee of Krishna is the best, how the devotee has all the qualities of a demigod. And now we know that we are practicing devotees. So when we hear this again and again, we start to feel a bit proud of becoming being a devotee of Lord Krishna. So is that okay? Hmm. Well, it's, right, it's good to have the right understanding of where we are, so there is no confusion. So we are in the Chaturvarnya, of course, Prabhupada very clearly mentions that again and again, how the Vaishnavas are actually superior to even the best of the Brahmanas. So what to speak of Kshatriyas and Vaishyas and Shudras, that we are actually, that as devotees, if we are devotees, we are more advanced than the best of the brahmanas. But the question is, are we really devotees? We're trying to be devotees, I think, isn't it? So, often we can see that in the association of devotees, we are very much like devotees. We act like devotees, we speak like devotees, we think like devotees. But then when we are by ourselves, or when we are in the association with those who are not devotees, then all of a sudden our actions and our words and our thoughts they don't quite resemble a devotee a lot of times they start to become somewhat material and then the question is then are we devotees you know because in the morning we were for the whole morning program we were devotees but now what happened so what's happening is is that in front of the mirror the mirror only reflects what, what's in front of them. And similarly, we often reflect the kind of people that we are around because we haven't yet fully cultivated the qualities of a devotee. <clears throat> but if we keep following the process and keep associating with the devotees more and more and more, eventually we, that, that qualities start to transform us. And, and, and we actually start to become devotees. So at the moment, if we were pure devotees, yes, of course, we are more advanced and more superior than all the other varnas and ashramas. But the problem is that we are not yet there. So we should not be proud of something that we are not. At the same time, we are proud of uh, having the opportunity to... Um, to achieve what's the highest. So, as long as we follow through the process, and as long as we keep persistent, then eventually we become qualified. Yeah. But then, of course, when, when, we, when we become purified, then, then there is no pride. So, is that Thank okay? you, Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Grantra Shrimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shri Prabhupada ki jai.
गुरु
गुरु Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, 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 Hare H
I'm 